0: Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Friday, August 6th, 2021. It's just after 2 UTC as we're starting to record. I am Sam Minter and Yvonne Bo is back this week. Hello, Yvonne. Hello, hello, hello. And let, let me get the plan out there right to start. We're going to have our but first segment, then our two main topics, and we're going to stick to two. Because we've been finding lately, if we do a but first and then two, we actually end up between one and a half and two hours. Whereas if we try to do three, we're between two hours and two and a half. And we want to keep it under two hours. Reasonable? Anyway, our agenda is, after the but first, our two main topics are going to be Pandemic and Cuomo. I, I keep wanting to say Mario, but it's Mario's son, it's not Mario Cuomo. That was many decades ago. It's Andrew? Wait, it's, yeah, it's Andrew. Yes. Andrew. And his brother, Chris, is on CNN. Right. Yeah. Anyway, those will be our main topics.
1: It's not Perry Cuomo either. They're not related to Perry Cuomo, right?
0: Yeah, that, that's Cuomo, no, that's, that, not that, that. Cuomo. No.
1: Okay. All right. Well.
0: Which is also different than being in a coma. Which
1: That's is very true. Yes. Which is
0: also different than a comma.
1: <laughs> Although, if I were in a, you know, the the kind of music I expect to be coming through my brain if I have a comma, I guess it's like Perry Como.
0: You mean if you have a coma, not a comma, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. A coma, not a comma. Which is different than comma chameleon. Okay, in, in Spanish, okay,
1: I, I gotta admit that, that that's my Spanish plague with my head. Uh-huh. You're you're in un coma. You're you know right in, in Spanish. And I wound up pronouncing coma this <laughs> coma. Well. But and by the well and in Spanish that's a homonym I just realized. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Because the, the word for comma, you know the the, the you know the the, the comma and comma.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nice. We have had linguistic revelations. Linguistic revelations, yes. I, I guess that's gonna be the episode. <laughs> anyway. So S-
1: but- such su- 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 such uh 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 Oh God, uh, the, the, the word just escaped me. Uh, uh, flower, flowery language.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. Um, anyway, shall we get started with our butt first? I, I have one sure. thing on. I have one thing on my mind, but you can go first if you want to.
1: No, no, go ahead. Because I, I always keep going
0: first on these. So. What do you got on your mind? Well, so I just wanted to mention, because I have mentioned it on the show recently, uh, my wife's run for county council. We had our primary uh, this last week. It was on Tuesday. We've got some preliminary results in. It's not final yet, but it's final enough. Um, And uh, so I wanted to report back a little bit. Um, So uh, just as so, yeah, bottom line. This is a primary where the top two people move on to the general election, and there are only two people. So there wasn't a lot of suspense about whether or not she would move on to the general election. Uh, but there was, you know, where are we? How do things stand? Blah, blah, blah. Although even there, um, it's it it does give you a sense, but because... It's a top two primary where the top two go on, and it's in the middle of August. Turnout is really low. People aren't very engaged, blah, blah, blah. But it still gives you an indication. And at, and as we kind of expected, she did not come out number one. Uh, this is a purple district that has been leaning red recently, and there's an incumbent who's well-funded, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it came out, uh, a, the, the, the split was 42-58 or at least it is as of today's update for the vote. So, she's a bit behind. Um now her her team uh said, you know, says that, you know, hey, uh we can work with those numbers. We can work with those numbers. It's kind of in the zone that we kind of expected to be in and we've got 3 months and we can work with that and we can figure out what we have to do and the initial election results give um you know, you're going to get precinct by precinct data. I think the first batch of that actually dropped like an hour ago or an hour or two ago as we're recording, um, where you can see what precincts were competitive, what precincts uh, she's ahead in, what precincts she's behind in, and use that information to sort of target what we do for the next three months. And um, the the results were good enough that the fundraising should still keep the you know funds should still come be coming in from donors and things like that yeah so uh you know it's, it it is what it is um it's it's an it's an uphill race but we already we knew that from the beginning coming in and uh uh but it's uh it it, it is such an interesting process watching this kind of local race stuff from uh from the inside um i mean i'm not in all her campaign meetings i don't have time i've got my own job blah 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 but i you know i i'm involved occasionally in in a couple conversations here and there and i hear stuff from her um so it's it's uh it's interesting stuff and um of the elections that she has done so far she's done this one she's way ahead of anything she'd had in the previous two elections she's done i think part of that is it's a partisan race which helps um and it was also a two-way race which helps um so uh, we'll 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 see where it goes from there i guess um but it's uh but yeah it's um uh, the district the district is red leaning um and so we knew that and and with an incumbent so we knew she probably be about where she came out uh the question is whether any of that ground can be made up in the next three months uh the district has elected a blue county commissioner before um although it's been a few years okay when was the last time (sighs) um i forget exactly like in in their four-year terms um was the one bef- it was either the one before this one or the one before that so it's either 4 or 8 years although there was one in between that was like appointed okay, after so, someone so left so it's not like at- it's not like 20 years ago no it's not saying. like 20 years it, this is a this is a purple district it is. Pos- I mean, the, the county is purple. This particular district is one of the redder districts in the county, but the county is purple and has been trending in a bluish direction. But I think this particular district has been trending redder. So the question is, can you reverse that? And I don't know, mm. you know. Uh, but we'll, uh, uh, you know, we we got a we got a bunch of time, and most of you know, the the effort so far has been, the other thing is, um a lot of the effort so far has been sort of concentrating on, you know, get out the vote for Democrats, and sort of a, a sort of just awareness and initial fundraising and stuff like that. The real race for the general election, you know, like starts now. Um, and it's going to be, uh you know a little bit more focus on you know swing voters and can you get them to you know, just change their mind cuz there are few people who are disappointed with how her opponent has actually performed over the last 4 years and so maybe you can convince some of them um you know stuff like that um and so and, and so a lot of the more intense efforts of going out and doorbelling and making sure signs are everywhere and blah 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 like you know we w- we were talking the other week about signs and do they make a difference one of the patterns that she told me already looking at some of the preliminary precinct data is she did better in the precincts where she's actually gone door to door or put up signs so it makes some difference okay um and and again that's the, that's the name recognition stuff like if you've got like but that's uh, a
1: main recognition. I think that's what we were talking about. Yeah,
0: right, exactly. Right, right. When right. you've got these local races that aren't just – like, if you're talking about, um, you know, Biden versus Trump or Clinton versus Trump, you can't turn around without having that stuff smack you in the face. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and e- even probably for your senatorial races or whatever. But the more local you get, the less exposure people have to the names and the candidates. And so the more important it is to just get the name out there so people have heard of you and stuff like that. And so when you have an incumbent that has been around and has been in the news and blah, 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 and you have a challenger, the challenger is always at the disadvantage and uh, in terms of getting their name out there. And also, I've said before when talking about this kind of thing, that for a lot of local races, the default position is... Vote for the incumbent unless you have specifically heard about something bad that you dislike about them. Otherwise, eh, they're they I haven't heard about them. They're probably doing fine, and they've got the experience. They've been in there. I think that now people are are are, are well. I I do think uh,
1: that because of more polarization, yes. people are are looking a little bit more at the. I, I think there's a lot
0: more like now, like and that for nonpartisan races – for non-partisan races, what I just said is still very true. Yeah. I think for partisan races, yeah. and the race my wife is in is one of those, I think you've got a lot of people returning to their corners, looking, whoa, who the hell's a damn Democrat? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, yeah, I'm not are,
1: voting for that fucking Republican asshole.
0: Yeah, there are a you lot know? of people in both directions, frankly. Who, right, right, right. Who at the this, opposite, right. Yeah, who at this point, they're not even looking for anything except the R&D. Yep. That's it. Yep. That's it. nothing else matters. Do they have the D next to the name? Do they have the R next to their name? Look, I I gotta tell you that that that's been what my pattern
1: in recent years. I will tell you that 15 years ago, that was not the case. But right now. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, wait, is this is this fuck? I look through my ballot and I'm like, this asshole's a Republican. Fuck him. No, not getting my vote.
0: Yeah, and and I, frankly, me too at this point. I mean, like, if, if you've got, yeah. like, this was a primary, so there were, like, a couple races with more than two people on them, and more than two people, you know, there were more than one Democrat. So then I'm like, okay, well, which one, right? And I want to look at that and blah, blah, blah. But for the most part, like, certainly on general elections at this point, like, if you've got an R next to your name, I'm done with you. I'm not even looking any further, <laughs> Yeah, you know? Um, and and that really is it, which changes the dynamics of a lot of these races and what you have to do. And are there some people in, in close races, are there still some people in the middle that can be persuaded one way or another, like you and I used to be? Right. Uh, yeah. There there are still some people like that. And if it's a close race, it really still matters to try it to does. attract those Absolutely. people. Uh, if Absolutely. It's, but if it's not close, frankly, you know, the Democrats are going to vote Democrat and the Republicans are going to vote Republican and it's all a matter of, you know, how many people turn out on both those sides. So it, you know, getting your turnout matters, but then fundamentally like, you know, if you've got a 60-40 split in in your district, you already know <laughs> the answer, you know? Yep. In in, le- in unless something strange happens with turnout. Um and right. so yeah so i i i don't from 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 the numbers in my wife's particular race, um yeah, you know, there's a pretty big gap there. it's gonna be hard to make up that gap. there's no question about that um is it possible N- yeah it, it's still possible um but you know you, you it's definitely uphill based on the the nature of the race, but again, with these kinds of Really low turnout primaries where the result really isn't in question because, you know, top two win and there are only two, um, y- you know, y- you don't know. Because at that point, it's really – the difference between now and the general election is that it's it's really only the, the, the super engaged people who even bother. Um, and they're probably much more partisan than the general election folks. But even then, like, this is an off year, too. Um, And there's been some question about, right, about, like, timing elections. Like, this isn't even a midterm, right? Like, you know. Right. This is a, exactly. This This is a midterm. Oddball. Yeah. So, like. It's an oddball. So, like, the number of people, like, you get high turnout and lots of people paying attention on presidential election years. In the every two years when you have congressional races, you at least have that. This is an off year. So, it's like even in the best of times for the general election, you're still going to only have people who are particularly engaged. So there is going to be a lot of question on who can you pull out? Who can you get to turn out? Who's uh, who, who can you do? So, and it's interesting listening to like, again, you know, she's, she's got some people she's working with. She's got a whole team this time. Like the other time she's run, the other time she ran for office, it was basically just all her. This time, she's got like a team of people <laughs> that are working with her. So it's interesting to hear how some of the conversations work and what they're what they're thinking about and what what they'll try to do and what they won't try to do and you know budgeting how you spend money and all this kind of stuff as well. Uh, ah, so in, interesting stuff, and uh, we'll see how it goes. And you know, I'll, I'm going to be. Uh, doing whatever I can do to help. I I helped her make the little radio ad. Well, I guess it wasn't radio. It was an audio ad that played on streaming services, and I played it on last week's podcast. So, of course, I helped her produce that, and uh, her consultants liked it. They were like, yeah, that was a really good ad. So I'm like, good. Good job for me. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, If anybody anybody wants to pay me a few bucks to make a political commercial or whatever, just to send it my way, I'm happy to do some production work on the side. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get you uh, two bits. Yeah, there you go. Um, But anyway, I just wanted to update people on that. uh, And we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. yeah. Anyway, so that, that's my update on my wife and her campaign. If anybody has any questions, uh, feel free to get in touch with me and the ways we say it at the end of the show. Or you can go to her website, brandyforcouncil.com uh, and you can look at more stuff and you can find her Facebook page and you can donate and all that kind of stuff. Anyway. All that stuff. All that stuff. Wild, wild stuff. Wild, wild stuff. Okay, I'm done with that. Yvonne. Do you have anything? All right, oh, for, I for, did for, something. First of all, I just want to point out yeah. you were out last week because your son was sick. He's feeling all better now, right? He's fine. He's okay. Fine. Good. He, good. Okay. I don't know. I think.
1: Uh, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he must have uh, ingested something that just didn't really agree with him. So, uh, accidentally, I'm, I'm sure. So anyway, uh, yeah, he's very uh, uh, careful about what he eats. Some for some reason. So anyway, but he's fine. He's fine. Good, good. uh well, I'm gonna talk about something. I did something that uh, uh, I don't, I don't do regularly. Okay, this this weekend. And what what I'm talking about is, well, we don't. My wife doesn't drink uh anymore. She quit drinking about five six years ago. Okay, and so we don't have wine at home. But aside from that, um. You know, it's very rare to get access to a to an old bottle of wine. Um I don't normally when I used to buy wine, I normally didn't really store wine long term, okay? So I bought some some wines that maybe were 7 to 10 years old and for some wines they were optimal at that at that at that age. Some other wines they're pretty good after a year or two. It's fine, you know. It just depends okay. on what it is. Um, you know, you, you really some people you, you can get advice on what the what the what you know what the good range is, but not like I, I, it's not typical that I will crack open a bottle of wine that's like twenty plus years old. Okay. 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 Yep. Or it, you know that I mean because that that takes you know sometimes I mean either you go out and buy one of those which. I looked up like the, the wine that we grabbed, which is an Italian wine, it ranged somewhere into several hundreds of dollars in order to get a, a, a bottle like that. But if you bought one probably years back, they really didn't know how good it was. Or maybe they had an idea because the wine area, sometimes they have a reputation for producing good wine. And so therefore, they'll be like, oh, this, this one will, will be priced there. So the price may have been steady. I know that right now, if you tried to find one of the uh, one of these, it was it's, it was could be pricey. I mean, I mean, I saw some, you know, from the thousands. Okay, all right. So, but normally I don't, you know, you don't drink that. Okay. Um, so what happened is it's my son's birthday last weekend, and my father's birthday's coming up. Happy birthday and, to Manu, by the way. And how old is he now? Nine. He's nine, nine years old now. Wow. And so, okay. um, um. And so, uh, so, my father's eightieth is coming up as wow. well, big round number. So that's like at about yeah, it, it, it's like uh, it, it's on the twelfth. And so, you know, we did a cake and we're celebrating Manu's birthday. It was just a small group of us, and I got this buddy of mine who who, who, who lives by uh, my parents' house where, where we did the birthday. He just stopped over to 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 the house, and you know, we've always had this thing about uh, going through my dad's stores wine that is that old and you know we've we've rated for something expensive to drink okay because he's the one that keeps those so you know what for the most part he won't open them himself he's bought them but it's been like my brother me basically my brother and me who will go and like well time to open this okay it's been there 30 years you know time to open this And we don't do that that often okay i mean it's I mean, these are very rare things. You don't want to like just, you know, just, you know, you're not just having just whatever, just some afternoon. You want to do do it for a special occasion. Now, one of the things about this is tricky. Look, a bottle of wine has been in there for twenty plus years. Look, <laughs> it could be bad. Okay. Yeah. All right. It, I mean, look, it, it, even if it's been stored properly. You know the cork couldn't have bad. It could have been bad. Look, it could have been a bad batch. You could have bad wine. So I will say that, and, and this has happened. That one of the most disappointing things ever to happen is you know to oh my god oh this is going to be great whatever you open it and you try it it was like oh shit this is garbage <laughs> you know uh-huh. and, and so and, I mean and, and and that does happen okay all right um well look. In this case it did this bottle was from 97 okay so it was 24 years old okay and so he opened the bottle i was a little bit worried when i looked at the cork 24 years of the wine sitting there mhm the cork was very very dark okay I, I mean so much of the tannins from the from the the wine had stuck on it that i wasn't sure if it was uh some oxidation, so I I wasn't sure what the heck it was, okay, and I was a little bit concerned, okay. But uh, my father has a decanter, so in a decanter you you take the bottle. What you do is you pour it out of the uh, you pour it out of the wine into this container. And one of the things is also is for the sediment to drop at the bottom, so you're not like you know it'll make it settle. Give it give it some oxygen, okay, because this has been in there for twenty four years. And I gotta say that. The wine did not disappoint. The wine was ink. Listen, there is a reason to storm that long. The wine was incredible. I. It, it's one of these things that um, it was absolutely incredible. Um, and it's a rare thing to drink a wine that is that good because you're not cracking open unless you're like somebody that I heard uh, that has a lot of money brag about the fact that he spent. Drinks $10,000 worth of wine every weekend, whatever. Well, I don't have that kind of fucking money. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing that. We're doing this like the last time I think that I opened something like this that were that old, probably was like a, quite a few years ago, five, six, seven years ago. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't that a ago. I just don't, you know, normally I will drink wine and, you know, I drink some, you know, I don't, you know, I drink it occasionally. Okay. Now, and I'll drink something that's more moderate or whatever, recent. And it's not, it's one of these things between like tasting something that's nice and tasting something that tastes like almost perfection. Okay. Okay. And that was the thing. It's just one of these things where, when these, but why do you hear about these very old bottles of wine that stay there? The fucking reason is that the wine was all, I, I mean, it was just, just, just perfect. I mean, it's just about as close to perfection. There is a thing about wines, a lot of them, when they're younger, they have some aftertaste, a little bit of bitterness, something to them, whatever. There wasn't one single bitter thing about this thing. This thing was just so smooth, so, I mean, just so, I I was just, I, I, I was just amazed. But I guess the one thing is, so about this is that you know you really wait a long time for that it's something that is like rare i i will say that you know there was a there was the, a, a couple. Of, look the other times that i've tried something like this like um my uh my the family you know my 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 mom's sister married this family that had a rum distillery and they had this rum distillery for many many years and they had Some rum there that had been stored decades, literally, in some aging barrels is supposed to be stored for some special occasions or whatever whatnot. And we tried some of those older ones, okay, like once. We didn't try the oldest, oldest ones because the oldest, oldest ones, the the great-grandfather said that those needed to be stored to be cracked open when Puerto Rico gained its independence,
0: which hasn't happened <laughs> so you still have them hanging out,
1: yeah. So those were still actually they didn't even open up ever. They they sold the distillery and they they the the Bacardi family bought the distillery a couple of years ago, and so they went with them at the sale. Okay, hey, you would get to open those, but we opened some others that were older. And you know, rum can be very. I mean, it's a, I mean, you know, especially some of this. You know, uh, uh, you know, r- 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 cheap stuff that's like very not aged i mean it's ugh, i mean it it it's it, it, it's rough on the palate i mean this this could be like you're you try it you're like yeah what the fuck is this okay right how do i mean the only people to drink this is because they're fucking mixing it with a whole bunch of lime a whole bunch of cokes whatever you know they're or or they're drunk off their asses they don't give a shit okay all right because it tastes like <laughs> it's, it's just utter garbage okay uh, but, but you, you, you know, we tried like some of these, like the, the old vintage stuff, you know, you tried it. It's like, you're like all of a sudden, whoa, what the hell is this? That's not that garbage, you know, that's not that shit. Okay. Um, and so it, it's one of those things that it, it, you don't get to most people that, uh, drink alcohol in any way, and I don't even drink that much anymore, and I I used to definitely go out and party and drink a hell... uh, But I just drink on on occasion right now. Uh, So, but, I do want, like, right now, because I don't drink that much, I I definitely want to, whatever I consume, to be of the higher quality of what the hell it is, okay? (laughs) I I just, I don't want to be just, you know, sipping a a drink of garbage. And, And It's just... It was well worth it, that wait. It, it's one of those things that you don't know and you think of whatever. And let me tell you that, wow, I, I, I was just, you know, it's the second time. I, I will say that it's the second time in the last decade that I've drank something that's been bottles of wine that's been over 20 years old. And it's been wine that my father has stored. And uh, and they've been European wines, uh, all of them. Uh and wow, they they and they are all like wines that had a reputation that it should be very good at, you know, after 20 plus years it, it, when you grabbed it, it should have been good. And I got to say that none of them have ever disappointed. I, I It's just incredible. But it's one hell of an expensive experience, uh, I will say, to to drink that stuff. Uh, but if you but if you're ever, you know. I will recommend to find a friend of yours that has like like I didn't spend the money on the bottle, my father spent the money, so therefore it cost me no money whatsoever, which was even better.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. A- any more about that specific bottle? If not, I have one thing, one related item to bring up before we no, close. Go it ahead. Out. No, no,
1: nothing so else. Go since ahead.
0: since you were talking about expensive alcohol. I just needed to bring up the one news story of the week that's related to that. Um, so, this is the here the article from the New York Times from August 4th. $5,800 whiskey bottle. A gift from Japan. How much again? $5,800 whiskey bottle. Oh, uh, this is a Suntory, I'm assuming, right? Uh, well, hold on. A gift from Japan to Pompeo is missing. Okay. U.S. says. The the State Department is investigating what happened to it. Okay. Uh, This article by Michael S. Schmidt in the New York Times... Uh, I'll read, like, the first couple paragraphs. The State Department is investigating the whereabouts of a $5,800 bottle of whiskey the Japanese government gave to Secretary of State Mike Pompeo in 2019, according to two people briefed on the inquiry and a document made public on Wednesday. It was unclear whether Mr. Pompeo ever received the gift, as he was traveling in Saudi Arabia on June 24th, 2019, the day that Japanese officials gave it to the State Department. According to a department filing on Wednesday in the Federal Register documenting gifts that senior American officials received in 2019, such officials are often insulated by staff members who receive gifts and messages for them. American officials can keep gifts that are less than $390, but if officials want to keep gifts that are over that price, they must purchase them, according to the filing. The State Department said the bottle was appraised at fifty eight hundred dollars. So they have to pur- wait, wait, wait. But, but so this is my confusing thing.
1: I mean, so yes, he gets okay. So they gave him a bottle of fifty eight hundred dollars, right? And 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 if it's over four hundred, he has to
0: to pay. Who does he pay? F- the the Peace? U.S. See see what? here's the th- here's the thing: gifts to government officials are officially considered gifts to the government, not gifts to the people. Okay. So the Japanese government did not actually give the bottle to Mike Pompeo. the 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 Japanese government gave the bottle to the United States government. Yeah, but okay. So what the hell do you do with it? you go back and sell it? Well, so if Mike Pompeo wanted it, he would then have to buy it from the government to get the actual bottle. Now, what's supposed to happen to it, like, for most things, like, you know... But what does normally happen, then? Well, like, like let's say they gave him a painting or something. Then that would probably get hung up somewhere. That would get hung up the Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, it, it, but I don't know what they do with the bottle. I mean, save it for a state dinner or something? I don't know. You could do something like that. I mean, I guess. Um, So, of course, I I, I posted uh, on Twitter, uh, you know, what are the odds that Pompeo drank the emolument?
1: I'm gonna guess it was pretty good odds. I mean, it's pretty good, it's pretty good scotch.
0: And there are various rules against this, both constitutional and otherwise that define what's allowed and what's not and blah, blah, blah. But the reason you're not supposed to be doing this is is it's just anti-bribery stuff, right? It's like, you're, no, you're, no, no. Which I understand. I, I mean, I, I, I completely
1: understand why the policy isn't is in place. It's just there's certain things, like for example, when, when they, you know, I don't know. I understand the. I, I, I listen. I, I, I have dealt with the situation with bribery and how it happens, not just for government, but in cor- in corporate. Okay, all right. It's something that I've seen a lot in, in, in the corporate space. Okay. A hell of a lot more than, than I thought that I would ever see because, oh, you know, how transactions happen between companies and so forth. So I understand why it's there, but it's just sometimes there are certain gifts. It's like, okay, somebody gave you something that's I mean, it's impractical, right? It's like, what do you, I mean, what do you do with a, you know, and I said, you know, oh, the government wanted to give you an appreciation. Okay, so they give you a bottle of wine. I was like, what the hell is it supposed
0: to do with that? Well, and see, the, the, thing, the thing here and why it's being looked into is it disappeared. Right. <laughs> right? Like, you could actually do, like, you could say, for instance, let's say he drank it on the job. Right. You know, like he's kicking back one day, he's at the state department and they have a like like I said a state dinner, they have a little they have a little shindig. And they, they decide, hey, okay, fine. Then fine, then, we'll it, just, then you know. it's actually the government is using the bottle and it just happens that Mike Pompeo and his friends drink it, okay? Right. Um right, it, right, it, right. as long as the friends were somehow related to official business, right? Right. So that's one possibility that would be Potentially perfectly legal if it was all documented and all blah, blah, blah. Right.
1: Yeah, 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 that's the thing. It's just that it disappeared. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's the problem.
0: Yeah. So like, you know, did did, did some staff member make up, make off with it? Did Pompeo himself drink it and toss it in the trash? Did, uh, or or more likely, I mean, come on, this is the government. It's It's not like millions of dollars. Somebody probably just misfiled it or something.
1: Which that's also a possibility, but I know that the state department. Well, I'm going to say this: that the state department. I know, you know, it's it's funny. There was this old movie, No Way Out, which one of the things, uh, uh, one of the things in the plot was specifically about, uh, you know, about the registry of gifts by foreign governments given to to people because they they were saying that the uh, secretary of uh, defense had had a girlfriend on the side and that he that he gave her. Um gifts uh that were registered with the Office of Protocol that have been received on foreign trips. Right. Okay. And so so this is something that obviously has been it's something that they they keep track of, which is why it it, it comes up. Uh it's something that happens repeatedly. Um so I, I'm guessing that it, it's more than just a little bit that's it, you know, I, I think they're assiduous about it. And so, so that's probably why it came up because there's like you know, it, it's really not a small-priced item, either. Okay, all right? Um, so, oh, wonder, wonder, what, what happened with the scotch? Yeah. Probably? It's probably long gone. Yeah, probably. Somebody <laughs> somebody took it home. Some Or just had a party while at work. Now, the question is, obviously, if they actually even understood that that was that expensive a bottle. I mean, because they, uh, look, S- S- Suntory usually say, uh, I mean, like, uh, my brother, uh, you know, he had been to Japan recently, and he, he brought, and he served me some, eh, a couple of hundred bucks, they I mean, he just thought, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just a nice bottle, whatever, I mean, I, you know, I mean, not $5,000, it's not that common for it
0: to be a $5,000, $5, let's be clear. So more more from the article. Mr. Pompeo, through his lawyer, William A. Burke, said he had no recollection of receiving the bottle of whiskey and did not have any knowledge of what happened to it or that there was a departmental inquiry into its whereabouts. He has no idea what the disposition was of this bottle of whiskey, Mr. Burke said. Uh, and then it you know, clarifies, under the Constitution, it is illegal for an American official to accept a gift from a foreign government, and gifts are considered property of the U.S. government. The founders included the measure to stop foreign governments from gaining undue influence over American officials. Any officials caught accepting such gifts can face civil penalties or impeachment if they are still in office. Makes sense. Makes sense. There you go. Okay. Uh, enough with but first let's take a break and we'll come back and i guess uh next up is uh pandemic stuff there's been you know a a, a bunch of stuff still happening we will be back after this yes this this yes. you're supposed to say do 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 alex amzala alex Amzella is awesome It's videos are fun, and today, once again, we have one of our most loyal subscribers here to tell you how awesome Alex Emsla is. I'd say on a rate from 1 to 10, Alex Emsla is awesome at, I don't know, 37, 82? He's pretty radical. His videos are phenomenal. They're full of creativity. And they're they're so funny and exciting to watch. Wow, what happened to your voice then, Amy? Was that Dad pretending to be you because the audio was distorted when it really wasn't because I told him to? Yes! Good job on remembering, Dad. Do, do, do! Okay, we are back, and as I usually do when we talk pandemic, I'll start with the worldwide stats. Uh, I mentioned on last week's show when Yvonne wasn't here that the worldwide deaths, which had been slowly increasing, had started to increase very rapidly. Um, They have slowed down a little bit since last week. Um, As of the August 3rd numbers, I haven't uh, processed August 4th or 5th yet, I guess. Um, But as of August 3rd, uh, that's that's what it was looking like. Uh, It's still going up but just not quite as fast as it was for a little while there um we're up at uh 9300 or so deaths per day um uh and, and, you know so wor- wor- worldwide is still a problem and uh i i i did not check the countries again last week most of the growth was coming from indonesia i think that's probably still the case um from a worldwide basis uh us By contrast, cases are going up. Uh, Deaths are going up, but still are pretty low compared to where they have been, although the growth rate's been accelerating. Um, As before, most of the growth is in areas that are relatively low on the vaccination scale. Uh, The other development that's been happening over the last couple weeks is a lot of those areas that had been vaccinating very, very slowly have had a big uptick of people getting their first shots. Um, if if you look at the overall vaccination curve for the US, it's still only a very slight uptick. But if you look specifically in those areas, some of the states that were in the very bottom, like few states in terms of how many vaccines, you know, of you know, how fast they were getting vaccinated per capita have now jumped to near the top. Cause I guess, uh, the Delta surge in some of these areas, like, you know, uh, have scared people. Idiots. And so there, and you've heard lots and lots of stories over the last two weeks of people, like, you know, people who are either in the hospital very, very sick right now saying things like, you know, I wish I'd gotten the damn vaccine um, or people saying exactly the same thing that are now dead and their families are reporting that, hey, one of the last things they texted to me or said or whatever was basically I was a dumbass. I should have gotten the vaccine.
1: Well, I mean, this is uh, something that they keep Putting on the news over and over, you keep seeing these people that are dying, and then uh, a number of them all of a sudden begging, "Well, can you vaccinate me now?" I'm like, "No, it's too late, you idiot." I mean, it's it, I it's just
0: now I, I'm sure there are plenty of people who go down to the very last moments, saying that, "Well, I I, I don't care. Vaccines are evil." But there's certainly a lot of these people with regrets that are being reported too, so
1: yeah, uh, and, and, and that and that's the big thing, and, and and I um, I mean it's just a a difficult situation right now with with uh, w- w- with those folks, but but one of the things that has also evolved uh, around that is that I I've seen, <laughs> you know, it's not all of them, but a number of. Uh, politicians that have been, uh, you know, not pushing for vaccinations or not, uh, you know, just basically against measures or something, you know, changing their tune uh, to 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 a certain extent. I'm not saying all of them, but I saw the Arkansas governor yep. uh, himself uh, come out and basically say. Why the hell did I sign this damn bill that said that they couldn't, uh, you know, get people to wear masks? And basically asked that, that the
0: legislature come back and reconsider. Yeah, no, I mean, what he, what he said was basically, look, we passed that at a time where all the numbers were trending the right direction, and we thought we were done. Right. They thought they were done. And things have changed. Um, and look, <laughs> you know, I, I, I understand I was hoping we were done too, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I remember a couple months ago tracking the worldwide stats and saying it looks like we're finally going to be lower than we were a year ago. Yay! We probably only a couple weeks till we reach that, and look, we're matching the numbers we did back in March at the very beginning of this whole thing, and it looks like we're on a very good trend. Yay! 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 And yeah, so I understand, <laughs> but you, you you can't or of course you can they did it is stupid <laughs> and narrow-minded and short-sighted short-sighted is the word i want to make policy based on the assumption that things are going to go the best possible way you have to make policy so planning
1: in, only for the best best case scenario
0: is a bad idea i, I don't know it's it's it, I, a revelation i know Wow! And, and look, and, and look. I know there's backlash to people who want to plan for only the worst case scenario, and you know, and the right thing is. Which pal- I agree. Also,
1: that yeah, exactly. You know, I have been one that's been against like just stay bunkered down in, in, a, in a basement until it's all over is not a great plan.
0: the The, the right thing to do is probably somewhere between. Those two extremes. Right. You, but you have to take into account sort of your best understanding of the odds of the various possible outcomes and where you are, and mm-hmm. that you know, you're not going to get either the best case scenario or the worst case scenario, but you have to have planning that potentially allows for both, you know, and build in like the flexibility and And planning for, okay, if it does go south, what's our plan? Right. If it goes great, what's our plan? But, you know, you don't just say, pick the scenario, you don't pick one scenario or the other and bet everything on that. You have to have some contingencies for the various possible outcomes.
1: Yeah. No, you definitely do.
0: And, um... So, yeah, you, you see some of these now. So- Which is
1: like what, what, why one of the things like, and I've seen actually a lot of institutions listen to the updated CDC guidance. Yeah. And change their uh, approach to masking or vaccines or other stuff or whatever based on the, the newer CDC guidance. And it, it, it's, you know, and, when that CDC update, when the CDC updated that guidance, many people were like, you see these idiots, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They were like criticizing them like hell. But at the same time, what 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 I said on the Slack is like, these are the same people that, man, if an updated weather forecast came out six hours later saying it's going to pour tonight, it's not going to be sunny. These people are just like, oh, fucking assholes. I mean, come on, look. The information is not perfect. They get new information. They, you know, they're trying to update and give people guidance as best as, as they can. And, and Sam himself had said that. Look, I think that they 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 wanted to give people uh, a certain sense of, hey, look, you get a vaccine, uh, and based on the information they had at that moment, that was in, that was correct uh, guidance. You're you're vaccinated. You don't have to wear a mask, and you can go, you know, and and do a lot more activities without any concern. And 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 the thought was that that would encourage people to get vaccinated. The reality is that what happened is that people just threw their vaccines in the garbage. Most most of the people that masks. you know that were unvaccinated, not right? the ma- not, not the, yeah. through the masks in the garbage, not the vaccines. The masks and not the vaccine. Well, they they probably well we probably threw vaccines in the garbage too because these people didn't use them.
0: Yeah, I but mean i i, I talked it, about i i talked about this last week a bit when you weren't here. But yeah, I mean it's absolutely like the the CDC made a bet that said, hey, if we tell people that if they get vaccinated, they get all this stuff. They can live their normal life again. That'll encourage all these people to get and, vaccinated. and and by the way, it's not that they were wrong.
1: It's not that they were wrong. What they were saying is that if we, if you, you know, if we do that, okay, all right, and we tell them that this is what they could do, which is based on the information, then maybe that encourages everybody to 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 get vaccinated. And what happened is just that the unvaccinated were like, ah, fuck the masks.
0: Yeah, we're done well, fuck the masks and the vaccine, right? (laughs) Like, you know? Right. Because because there was no way to enforce any of this, it was all honor system, then just, you know, I keep going back to the the, the charts I saw uh, a few weeks back of the people who ditched their masks the fastest were the people who said they were never going to get vaccinated. Followed closely behind by the people who were hesitating in various ways. The, and the slowest people to take off their masks were the people who were already fully vaccinated. Right. You know, and which is exactly the opposite of the intent the CDC had. So, yep. in part, this guidance reflects the fact that, you know, honor system didn't work. Sorry. <laughs> you know, y- y- yes. And so, I, you know, I don't want to re- reiterate what I said last week, but the... Yes, there is some increased danger from Delta, but for vaccinated people, it still is relatively minor. And for the most part, the vaccines work really, really, really well. You might get a little sick, but your chances of hospitalization or death are very, very low. And you do have, you do, however, apparently have with Delta. Uh, you know, a decent chance if you catch it, which your chances of are much lower if you're vaccinated, of giving it to somebody else. So you do want to be careful about that. But I think a big part of the push on masks isn't really about the vaccinated people. It's about getting back to a place where you can get the unvaccinated people to put on the damn masks. And once again, to like we said, you know, hey, all of these people are getting sick and dying and 99 plus percent are unvaccinated people get those people to fucking suck it up and get vaccinated. F- however you need to and if if scaring them works to some degree, frankly great. Yeah. But they're also like like you mentioned, like the the governor of Arkansas and uh who is the the female governor who uh started saying, "Look, this is, you know, you got to blame this on the unvaccinated people. Um these are republican governments who have some level of cred with their people because they did toe the line earlier. They have been anti-mask. They have been saying it's your own choice to vaccinate. They have been um you know pushing to reopen really hard. They're you know all of these things that give them credibility with the folks who have been resistant when they change their minds and start really pushing hard for vaccination it's more likely to reach some of these people than you know if fauci says it another time it's gonna be it doesn't help no you know they've already dismissed him and and determined that frankly, doing the opposite of what he says is probably the right thing to validate you within your social group. Yeah. So you're not going to listen to Fauci saying something or Biden saying something. But if your conservative governor starts getting on you and saying, no, you really have to do this, really, um, maybe that moves some people. Now, Now, then you've got people like your governor there in Florida. Well, look, our the the fucking governor of my state
1: it, anything that he has done on any issue for the entire time that he has been governor has been simply predicated on what he thinks will get him more votes for uh winning his reelection next year that's it and so he that that is the only fucking thing that i have seen run this guy which is why his policies are all over the fucking place on everything in general i mean i you know like i was surprised that he signed a bill uh for uh uh helping kids with uh disabilities Mm. and i was like what the fuck why and then I saw the poll numbers that show that this was, you know, it didn't matter whether you're a Democrat or Republican, everybody was for this. Uh, there were some bills related to the uh, controlling some of the environmental harm that's been done to the Everglades and to control some of the runoff from agriculture and the algae blooms it's causing. And you're like, whoa, the environment? this guy just signed something for the environment. And then you realize that the biggest areas that are getting hammered by when these algae blooms happen are his part of his core constituency. Okay. And they, those people are livid that these things keep happening over and over that these fish kills happen because of the damn runoff from agriculture. And It's basically, he's looking at the poll number, it's like, well, the Democrats like it, and the people in these red areas that I want to vote for me are also pissed off, oh, I'm signing it. Okay? This is the only thing that this son of a bitch looks at. And this guy keeps looking at this whole thing, Fauci, mandates, masks, whatever, is still a very big, red, you know, you know... Thing and so he keeps pushing in that fucking line right now because he thinks that that's the one that gets him more votes, and he doesn't give a fuck. Oh, look—he was his damn campaign office was selling, um, some fucking like anti-Fauci sh- T-shirts
0: for God's sakes, right? A fucking asshole. So y- your state is one of the states. Where they've put in place rules against local governments requiring masks, local schools requiring masks. Everything, yeah. Uh, so, what are, like, I'll tell you right now. I, I mean, I, I'm going to tell you
1: what the, I, I'm going to tell you what the, but the real effect that's happening. Yeah. Look, I, I actually today, uh, the reality is that most businesses are following the CDC guidance around here. So what I heard, for example, was that today, like recently, I've seen almost every business, uh, that I've been to recently, uh, enforcing mask rules again. Okay. Mm-hmm. For everyone. For, for everyone. Uh, I, I was at, uh, I, I, take my son to this thing called the little gym that's just whatever. And they had been like lax on, uh, on the mask. And some people showed up today without masks and they were handed mask at the entrance and said, you want to stay here? You need to wear a mask. Uh I heard that at the uh at Publix or uh, a supermarket chain which is the biggest one here in town I heard that basically they had stopped uh I saw employees and people stop uh you know being demanded to wear masks even though I, I every time I went even recently I will say that 80 at least 80% of people had been wearing masks regardless but that now at the entrance they've had people saying basically no you got to wear a mask um and and other uh businesses uh have been and have been doing that as well. Um so i've been seeing that that uh businesses are taking a lead on that. We got a call uh, and a, i got a message from the Palm Beach school board today which said that um they are not mandating masks but that they strongly suggest
0: that everyone that comes to school wear a damn mask. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask about that specifically in terms of, you know, school is starting soon for you guys. Like, we got, like, another month. But next week, next Tuesday.
1: No, next Tuesday. Um, And the message I got from the school board uh, was very specific about saying, well, it's not mandatory, but... uh, Every visitor on campus is required to wear a mask. Uh, and we strongly, I mean, it was like, you know, we strongly urge and encourage to make sure that every, all your kids, everybody that's coming to school, wears a mask. Now, I also heard on the other side that uh, there's a lawsuit. Uh, because I, I'm surprised the school boards didn't just say. F- because what the, the way that our governor strong armed the, the the school boards was by threatening to withhold certain funds. Mm. Uh, I think that the way that he wanted to withhold the funds, I don't think it's actually even legal what he wanted to do. And I would have said, fuck them, let let let, let him, you know, you know, just just try to withhold the funds. Let's just, you know, sue, you know, let's go to court. Let's just go to court. I would have gone to court, but basically the three school boards here that wanted to, uh, uh, to do that, which is basically, it's the biggest, I mean, the biggest school districts in Florida, which is Palm Beach, uh, you know, uh, Miami and, and Broward, uh, the, the, this is Miami, Fort Lauderdale, the Palm Beach is, which is all continuous, really, you know, it's a big Metro that's all, you know, one, right. one contiguous Metro, um, they basically, uh, they back down and they, that what they've been doing is just telling people to wear masks, even though it's not, we can't mandate it by law, but we want you to wear a damn mask. Uh, now there is a private lawsuit that is, I heard is being filed tomorrow, uh, by parents. Okay. That have banded together and found it, an attorney and they are suing the state of Florida over those rules. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that lawsuit right now and how quickly it works. As well. So
0: what's your what what's your level of comfort? You've got a kid who's too young to be vaccinated going into school um, next week uh, with with the rules as they are. I will say that I'm, I'm, I'm feeling I, I mean. I, yeah. And also I'll add there's also mounting evidence that Delta is hitting younger kids harder than the previous iterations of this disease.
1: What I will say is that, uh, I sent my, my, my son to summer school and I don't think that they had actually had a mask mandate over summer, mm. uh, in at, 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 at the school, but I did not see one single child that was being dropped off of school without a mask. Um, so I, I. So you're feeling okay? I, I'm feeling okay because, uh, even though I know that there is a lot of, uh, cases in the, in the state in general, uh, you know, one of the things now, you know, the of information, whatever, there aren't a lot here. Uh I mean, our hospitals are not – yeah, in our neighborhood, our hospitals don't, are not like, you know, even though I know that there's places – Like, there
0: are reports of full hospitals, even full pediatric wards in various places, but your specific location is not like that.
1: Yeah, we're not – we're not – not even remotely close now. Uh, our, our, I, I, I check regularly on, uh, you know, the, the, the hospital capacity, uh, there, there's a, a page where you can see what's going on with our, with our hospital system. And I, and I know a couple of the nurses and people that work here, and they've, they've basically told me the same, that, that here, that there, there hasn't been, um, really much, uh, in terms of like an uptick in, much of anything like right now at this point locally like if i if i go our icu for example uh uh the main hospital like the one where manu was born has basically only 65 percent icu occupancy right now uh the the other one near her is at 71 and that means that there's a total of uh uh There's 46 COVID patients right now at the hospital. Right. Uh,
0: And this is is actually key to this as well. Like, it really does matter what's happening locally in your specific area at the time that you're doing to sort of decide what level of precautions and carefulness you need to do. Which also is one of the reasons why it's really stupid to make decisions at an Uber level. Right. And say everybody has to do, everybody statewide has to do the same thing or everybody nationwide has to do the same thing. You want, if we had a sane world, we would have guidelines We'd have more
1: granular data about where there are cases and where it, we, there are we, issues, and then yeah, be, we would take, have guy, take
0: actions to a, the a, at least at least the county level, maybe even smaller yeah. to sort of decide what to do. I would like it to be at a much smaller level, at the city
1: level, at you know, at, at, at I mean, you, honestly, you know, we gather so much
0: information. You could do this at a fucking zip code level. You could. Well, at a certain point the data is sparse enough it's hard to make good decisions, but but yeah, you definitely you want to go to the lowest level as you can that makes sense and you have smart people figure what that level is. And then you would want like guidelines that were written sort of nationally, but were contingent on the conditions locally. So it's not saying the whole country does the same thing, but it says, here's the guidelines that apply that a whole country, apply them to your locality based on what's going on in your locality. You'd want to have something like that. I know in Arkansas, you know, you're you're starting school next week. We've got almost another month before it starts here. And, you know... I don't know I, I i'm I'm not super comfortable right now I think we are going to have a mask mandate here which makes me feel a little bit better um I'm still gonna want to decide at some point like you know quality of mask matters what what level of mask am I going to you know say that Alex needs to take with him to school and that's gonna depend on how bad things are at the time. You know, and so I'll make, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that and make that decision a little bit later. Um, and how I, old is Alex now? Uh, he will turn 12 next month. Ah, he is not eligible for the vaccine yet, but he will be in the middle of next month. Uh, so school starts before he can get his first shot though. Okay. But, uh, he, he'll be fully vaccinated in October. Uh, cause they, they now make you wait like, like three or four weeks in between the two shots. Um, but, uh, so it's not that long a gap, but like, you know, we'll be watching very carefully what the statistics are and what the rules are and what compliance is going to be like at the school. And, you know, and if things are bad enough, maybe they'll even reconsider and they'll, they'll let people do some remote too. But I think they very much want not to. They do not want to do remote again, and I fully understand that.
1: Okay. They, what um, they decided here is that, uh, well, there were two tracks, okay, which you could do for school. There, uh, it, they wanted to not do any more hybrid. Okay. Yeah. They didn't want to have, uh, that, 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 they they didn't want to have a teacher that was in class running a uh, a remote class and uh, in, in class at the at same the time. time. Yeah, that so, makes no sense. It, that it, makes it, no it, sense. Yeah, yeah well, have, but that's what a they, single well,
0: class has to be one or the other. It, well,
1: but the, you know, but that was what they were trying. At I first. know they, they were they, you trying. Know, it was you know, this is trial and error, and they yep, they yep. figured out that it wasn't working well, which is you know what what at the end decision came. And so what they decided at the end was that they were going to have. Uh, you could sign up for virtual school. Yep. Or you could sign up for an on-premise school. And so they created, uh, an entire, uh, you know, a, a, a group of virtual teachers, virtual, everything that can be done virtual or that you're on, on site at school. Um, so they have that, uh, which I think will probably work better for those that chose to continue virtual because I'm sure that there's a whole bunch of kids for which virtual was probably well, great.
0: Yeah, and this this is something that has been talked about too, is keeping open that sort of track for kids for which it was actually better. Yeah, because there there are a number of kids. That for various regi- reasons, social anxiety, whatever, just the way whatever. that they learn, that actually were thriving with the remote and doing better than they ever did in an in-person class. Exactly. And so do you want to leave something open for that? And different school districts have, some school districts have embraced that, some have not. Uh, but, you know, I, I think one of the general things of this whole pandemic is that it has opened people's eyes to possibilities they weren't considering at all before. Um, And I'm one that is like, hey, let's start taking advantage of this. You know, whether it be some kids who do better with remote school or, you know, work from home for people like me. Um, You know, and you know and different different school districts are reacting to that differently different employers are reacting to that differently it's going to take a while till we see all this stuff shake out but i think there are a lot of there there's just lots of possibilities that weren't even considered before because people know they can work so why don't you do it i've seen a lot of people in the in the disability community that i follow on twitter talking about you know how for years You told us you just could not do this. There was no way you could accommodate us in this way. And kaboom, you know, a pandemic and all of a sudden you're doing it. And now you're going to tell us you're going to stop. Like I've seen some...
1: Sometimes you know what they say, uh, you know uh, uh, that uh, the necessity is the mother of all, and yep. you know of, of of invention. I mean, you know, look,
0: I mean, all of a sudden, I mean, ev- even things like having remote doctor visits. Yes, like like there's some things that it absolutely, positively makes sense go into the damn doctor's office so they can do an actual full examination. But Listen, I'd say for that ninety is a percent huge of, one. for ninety percent of doctor visits, you talking to your doctor on a video conference is all you need look we my my son my my wife needed a
1: consultation with my son my my son's neurologist today okay look i mean she just did it on zoom yeah it was just as good as i mean sometimes you need a physical examination whatever whatnot and whatnot but i I mean that was just as
0: perfectly fine as going to the damn office and not that the office is very far right no but but, but for some people it is and it for is, some people right. it's a challenge to get there because they don't have a car and they have to take public transportation and this and that and this and this makes it so much easier. And I've already started to see some reports of some healthcare providers that had added this during the pandemic starting to say we're going to shut that down.
1: Look, I I I will say that uh I think that's idiotic, okay? All right? I I I I just don't understand um why the hell uh, anybody uh, would shut any of that down doesn't make any sense. Uh, I mean, it, it's extending care to a lot of places and extending education to to probably some people that you couldn't get to. Uh, you know, you need to leverage the the best of what you've learned and and use that uh, to grow. Now, I I, I will say that it, look, uh, having said all of that. It, it, this week, I had not met with customers in person, uh, with any customers until no. this week. I met, we met with two customers this week in person. Um, and look, I, I and it's so much better, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, because it, it's like in the video conference, you're just sitting there at the conference. It's very formal and whatever. And then it's done. You know we got there and we were grabbing coffee at the machine and then you know whatever and we went to grab lunch afterwards and we talked informally about a whole bunch of stuff that you normally wouldn't like add there was just a lot more uh substance to the enter into conversation it, it's better it's better for relationship building oh yeah I mean you know I it, I don't think I uh, you know yeah I mean there's just there's just no way to build that rapport with somebody. You, it's. I'm not going to say there's no way. It's harder. It's. It's a lot slower. You get a lot less. It takes a lot. It's a lot harder. It. It means a lot more work. That's for damn sure. Um, and so um, it, it's just there are just certain, but 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 there are
0: certain things that benefit from it a lot. And so fucking use it for that. Damn it. Yeah. I mean, you, you you gotta make all these decisions. There's not a one size fits all. It depends what you're doing, what you're trying to do, what the, yeah, you there you've got more options now than you used to. Now, are there some places that really, really, really need to be in person for one reason or another? Of course there are. Are there, are there places like you said, that are much better? Sure.
1: Now I will say this. Look, on the other side, look, I, I, see companies, especially with like business travel looking at this stuff, right? And I was talking with a colleague saying how much money they with, save by not having the travel. Fuck. Listen, listen, <laughs> li- listen. I, I was just talking with a colleague of mine at a, at another tech company. Um, and they mentioned to me how in their geography, which is for Latin America. Okay. Uh, they saved the last year, $30 million on travel. Right. I mean thirty million bucks.
0: And, and 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 by the way, their sales are up. It takes a lot of in-person benefit to make up for those kinds of numbers.
1: Fuck yeah. And
0: and their sales are up. Okay? So
1: <laughs> right now, so 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 imagine this. You're a higher level and they're saying, well, you need to travel. They're like looking at you for what? I think that the airline industry and the travel industry is going to have a very difficult situation with this like right now uh with the dollars that we're talking about i i and now you know it, but but look this whole thing with like pandemic and everything that's going on i had thought and i t- at least set on my calendar to perhaps go to a trade show at the end of september <laughs> they said they scheduled it uh and they said that a lot of people were going and it's a trade show that was one of the biggest ones for our industry, and I said, "Well, you know, we're gonna go. I mean, I, I, I we we can't let if our competitors are gonna be there, we we can't not show up. We we can't do this." And uh, well, just a couple of days ago, they canceled it. Apparently, with the uh, with uh, the the trade show is gonna be in Colombia, and with the rate of COVID infections and event va- and where vaccinations are, a whole bunch of uh, uh, of, uh, other, uh, you know, vendors were, were very nervous about doing it. And so they postponed it. So that didn't happen. So, uh, I mean, I've been looking to see when the hell the first trade show in Latin America is going to happen. I know that certain have happened in Europe and in, Ch- in Asia and in the U S but, uh, and there's one that's scheduled, like, I know that, that there is one scheduled in the U S that's for early October in Orlando, I'm waiting to see if that one's going to actually going to happen, but the one that I was going to go to in Colombia just got canceled. So they just sent the, the the message 2 days ago.
0: Yeah, I just I just got word from my employer today that they there had their planned back to the office date was the beginning of September and where, you know, they they wanted everybody to be in the office at least 3 days a week starting in September. They just pushed it back to January. And I think lots of places are going to be doing that because you know, we are once again seeing cases going up, even if deaths are lagging. You know, d- which is good, by the way. And I should say, deaths are lagging; they're still going up. <laughs> you know, we're still like I- I'm looking at. Th- they're
1: still going up, yeah, but but they're, but yeah, they're look, nowhere let, near be... where they were. Nowhere, nowhere right like I- I'm, right I'm looking
0: they, at uh, the U.S. numbers right now are low for for seven-day average daily deaths was two thirty. We're now back up to 440, so we are significantly up from the bottom, but we're nowhere near the top, which was like 3,500 a day, right? And again, the hope is that with our vaccination percentage, we're not going to get anywhere near that high, even if cases go nuts, because for vaccinated people, even if you get a case, chances are you're not going to the hospital, chances are you're not dying, and and I say that that's true, you know, frankly, even even if you're unvaccinated, as we talked about back when, you know, Donald Trump caught oh, treatment's COVID. better. Tr- well, treatment is better, but even at the worst of this, right? Like the death rates, you know, you still probably would survive a case, right? I mean, it, right. It, it's you know, the death rates were high, but high meant like 3 4 5% not like 80%. It's not it's not like it was an automatic death sentence. Right. But for vaccinated people it's exceptionally small. Um now there are long-term effects and blah 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 and we're still finding out about those. But in terms of hospitalization and deaths the hope is cross your fingers that you know even if cases is going nuts those are really low um by comparison um but yeah, with case with case, and by the way, even cases, the rise is starting to slow down in the U.S. and in the U.K. and India that saw these Delta waves, they peaked really quickly and then plummeted just as fast afterwards. Well, that's so, one of the things so about. Hopefully, we'll see it, that it here too. Well, look, it's something that I haven't heard
1: people talk about um, in terms of uh, when a virus goes like this—that's rapidly uh, spreading. Very rapidly spreading. What I had, what I had read in past literature a long time ago. Not, not, not. You know, I remember. Pre-COVID. I don't know what the hell I was. Yeah, pre-COVID. You know, so, some other times, SARS or something. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was related to Ebola. Okay. okay yep. And I, I remember, you know, people talking about uh, how scary such diseases are and so forth, and how they spread so quickly, how contagious it, it is. But one of the things that I had read is that do, when they aren't that contagious, they tend to peak and fall very fast. Right. Okay. Um, it, it's just, I think it's in part because people get so aware about it because all of a sudden so many people are getting sick, so people then take action re- really quickly. But at the same time, it's kind of like it hits everybody so quick. It, it touches everybody that's possible so quickly that it also peters out just as fast. Because of that. Right. Uh, whoever's susceptible gets exposed pretty damn quickly.
0: So cross okay. your fingers. On the other hand, you know, we've got fall coming up. We've got winter coming up. So they're countervailing things. So I, at this point, I kind of throw up my hands and I'm like, do I know what's going to happen? I have not the slightest fucking clue. It could... What I'm crossing my fingers right now, I I I, I would like to get my son...
1: Obviously, vaccinated as soon as fucking possible. Yeah. Um, now, I saw that in Israel, they are vaccinating children uh, under the age of 12 that have um, uh, risk. Right. That, that, that they are doing that in Israel. And I, I actually, I heard that it was not just Israel. It was a couple of other countries. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I'm hoping that, that soon, you know that it's, it's going to be available from de-vaccinated. And yeah, you know, I mean,
0: the fact is that he can get, he can gets ill, but whenever I hear people talk in time frame for that, it's, it's always vague, but it always seems to be sometime in the fall for like the under 12 age group getting approved. So they're working on it and fall is not that far away now, but you know, it, it it would be nice if it came faster. <laughs> yeah. You know, like there this huge group of under 12 people who are vulnerable. We, I feel so much better. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm counting the days till Alex's 12th birthday. So much better. Once everybody can be vaccinated. Right. E- even, even, e- right, even though right, like, right, right, absolutely right. kids still have less of a chance. Like I, I, I saw some, Comparison that you know by age group, basically, right? Saying that um, the risk for an unvaccinated kid is still smaller than the risk for a vaccinated adult. Okay, correct. Yeah, and and so I understand that. However, you you were starting to see these things um, about uh, ad- additional you know, uh, about pediatric hospitals starting to fill up in a way that they did not in previous waves. And it's scary. Like I, yeah, right now on Twitter, like I looked over at my screen and one of the things on the screen right now is another, another child has died from COVID. This is the seventh pediatric death from COVID that I've posted in the last 48 hours. The child was 16 years of age from Jacksonville, Florida and died today. Um, You know, and look, these are still small numbers. But still, it's like, you know, you fucking win the goddamn Russian roulette, for God's sakes, you know, fuck. Yeah. And so, yeah, for my kid, and I want them to get the damn shot as soon as they fucking can, you know? And until they are, uh, I've said on the show before, like, until my entire family is vaccinated, I'm going to, for the most part, continue to act as if I'm not as well, because I don't want. To accidentally bring something home to him.
1: Yeah. Well, like I, I just posted today, I had a friend of mine uh, from Brazil that posted that her thirty—I think it's he's around thirty-something-year-old cousin. Yeah. Just died of COVID. I mean, you know, young, healthy guy. I it's, You know, you, you know, it's just—it's just terrible. You know. Yep. I mean this shit keeps happening right now, you know. So, yeah. um
0: and and, and again I mean. and flipping from US to international again, the the vaccination rates internationally are still small. There's still tons and tons of countries with really low rates. Almost all the vaccination is concentrated in the ric- in the rich countries with some exceptions. But, you know, and so like if we're talking about things like pools of people where the uh, the virus can continue to evolve and us to get new worse variants. We got the whole world to think about still there. And uh, and the international trends, we're still heading up on deaths and hitting and heading up on a decent clip right now for yet another wave that this time seems to be, you know, Indonesia and that part of the world. Uh but we're probably likely to continue to see big bad waves. In country after country after country where there's still low vaccine penetration but but lots of population uh for a long time yet um so like yeah we, we are not done we are not done i'd like to be done but we are not <sighs> we're not done
1: I'd, lo- I'd love to be done
0: I, I i i gotta be honest i i i i I I, I I I really would like. I mean, to. I, like I said, I would love to have a lot of permanent changes because of this, like more work from home, more this, more that. But I don't want people to still be getting sick and dying. <laughs> you know, I don't want to have to be scared of that. You know, I
1: I I, I I I I I really I really I really I really want to get on a plane and go somewhere for work.
0: I, I really, I, I mean,
1: it's killing me.
0: Yeah. It, it's probably a realistic thing that this, the end state of this is not eradication of this virus. It's that it's endemic, and it is something that is always there to some level, but you want the level that it's always there to to be really small and in control, not something where, you know, every few weeks, it's like growing out of control in one country or another, you know? Or one state or another, or... You want to get it to the point where, yeah, people do catch this every every year, people catch this, people die from it, just like they do from all kinds of other diseases, but this isn't something that is prevalent enough that we have to worry about it in the same way. So... But I think we're away from that yet. <sighs> we shall see. Okay. Uh, I meant to have this be about a 30-minute segment. We did about 45. So let's take a break. We will come back and we will talk about uh, Andrew Cuomo. It is Andrew, right? I, I, I know we talked about this already, but I already forgot. Yeah, it is Andrew. <laughs> Andrew and Chris, sons of Mario. There we go.
1: Mario. Ozio.
0: I mean, Cuomo. Yeah, and Luigi's got to be around there somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Okay, we will be back right after this. Boom, boom, boom. No, no, it's not the beginning of the show again. We're just taking a little time to credit the artist responsible for the music we use at the beginning and end of the show. What you are listening to right now is... The O of Pleasure by Ray Lynch. The music we close our show with is Celestial Soda Pop. Both of these songs are from Deep Breakfast. Now Platinum, Deep Breakfast was the first independently released album ever to be certified gold by the RIAA. Ray Lynch's other albums are... The Sky of Mind, No Blue Thing, Nothing Above My Shoulders But The Evening, and The Best of Ray Lynch. You can check out Ray Lynch or buy his music at raylynch.com iTunes, Amazon, or anywhere you usually find music. Okay, we are back, and uh, so it seems like many months ago that we started having all of these revelations about Andrew Cuomo and sexual harassment and all this kind of stuff, and at the time all kinds of people were already calling him were already calling on him to resign, but it basically ended with, oh, okay, we're going to do an official investigation, and then let's talk. And so the official investigation came out with their results this week, and it basically— And they were brutal. It basically collaborated—collaborated? Collaborated? It Collab- ba- it basically coll- corroborated. corroborated. It basically corroborated all of the stuff that all of the women so far that we'd heard about before said, and added some additional women. Yes, um and basically said yes. Yeah, added the fact that 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 Quovo and his team retaliated against his accusers. In a variety of different, very heavy-handed ways. Um, that added to a story that's been more and more prominent, that apparently not just related to this stuff, but he's been a retaliating bully about all kinds of other stuff, too. But very specifically on this, he was. Um now he replied to this with Yeah, And by the way, this initial report was like almost 200 pages of all kinds of detail. I did not read it. (laughs) I don't have time to read 200 pages on this. But there are all kinds of detail, all kinds of evidence. You don't have time to
1: read 200 pages on
0: anything. No, I don't. Not at all. Thank you. But uh, (laughs) lots of detail, lots of evidence, lots of whatever. Um, He responded with like an 85-page document of his own, uh, sort of giving his rebuttal, I guess. But half of that... According to the reports I read, I also did not read his document, half of this was pictures of him, like, hugging people and stuff.
1: Oh, well, that's that's always very, you know, helpful.
0: Because apparently his argument is, oh, that's just like I am. I, I hug everybody. I touch everybody. I didn't mean anything by it. It's okay. So because he touched other people in a normal way,
1: uh it means that it must be you know he's not he's not harassing everybody he
0: touches is that right well and, and just to be clear some of the your various pictures that he shared you know potentially are cringe inducing too right like cuz the que- <laughs> the the question is with these things is you know did the person that you did this to want it or be okay with it or whatever like you know, just because you did it to 100 people and you thought it was fine at a time, may you know, if half of those people were like, ew, is he really hugging me? Right. Then, then it's still not okay. You know, and he's pointing out, you know, I've done it to famous people and regular people and men and women and gay people and straight people. I just do it to everybody. <laughs> you're, you're not making it better here. I don't know. <laughs> You know, um, you're you're just you're 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 basically saying it is so ingrained in you that you're not even thinking about how your actions make the other people feel. Uh, well, yeah, and maybe some of them are okay with it, but some of them aren't, and you are not giving a shit one way or the other. It's one of these things
1: where uh, you can't be this stupid, okay? I mean, this
0: guy, it's just. You th- Well, you would think somebody can't be
1: this dense and
0: stupid. Oh, and by the way, I, I, I will just add, he's trying to make it all like these were innocent hugs or whatever. The specific things that were called out in this document weren't just innocent hugs either. Yeah. Well,
1: look, I think it's very clear that the guy is just the fucking, you know, He he's a weasel, okay? It's just, you know, look. He's just bad, okay. So, so, so that I think is very well documented. Now the question is about his survival.
0: Yeah, it's said that they're impeach. They're they're drawing up to impeach him. Joe Biden already called for him to resign. He's he's so far refusing to resign. He's going to push through this. Now that may change at some point because everybody. There were a few people that last time around were like. Let's give him due process. Let's have an investigation. I'm not willing to make judgment yet. There's, you know, yeah. You know, maybe there are extenuating circumstances. Maybe there's misinterpretation here. He's got like nobody left defending him, right? But that, that, yeah, yeah.
1: Now, now, now. I mean, you know, look. the 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 head of the, the look the the figurative leader of the Democratic Party is Joe Biden, and he already went and said, dude resign i mean basically he is completely out on an island with no support whatsoever um and it's a question right now i see that they're pushing through this impeachment because he doesn't want to fucking go so the question right now isn't uh if easily if he's going to be gone it's a question of when that's what it seems like right now to me
0: I mean, look, there are basically three choices. One, he resigns on his own right away. Two, they do an impeachment. And unlike the federal impeachments, in, in New York, if the lower house initiates the impeachment, like the same as what the house did with Trump twice, then he has to leave temporarily pending the trial anyway. Like, So the lieutenant governor goes ahead and takes over, As soon as the impeachment happens, he doesn't have to be convicted for that. If he's convicted, it becomes permanent. If he's not convicted, he comes back. Uh, But in the meantime, the lieutenant governor takes over. Um, Right. But from everything I'm seeing, he would be convicted as well. But So so if that happens, uh, then he's out of there potentially very quickly. Apparently, for some reason, they're saying you know they have to do their own independent investigation that they've been doing in parallel, so they'll need a few weeks, blah, blah, blah. So they're not just like immediately doing it tomorrow. Uh, but, yeah, but, but things but are moving just, pretty it damn is fast. It's a matter of
1: time. Yeah, they're uh, moving and fast. And I
0: guess the third possibility is if they don't impeach him, or he doesn't get convicted, then you know, he and then he runs for election, and I don't know. Is there any chance he would win? But I don't think we get that far. He's getting impeached. He's getting his he's ass getting
1: impeached. impeached. I mean, he's get, he's getting his ass impeached. The Democrats don't want him on a fucking ticket, you know, with, sitting up there with this shit. No. Just like the, you know, wow. It's like, you know, the, the, isn't it amazing how the Democrats are just like the Republicans when it comes to this?
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, who, who, who's, um? oh, oh Gates, uh, Matt Gates. Right. Yeah, that's uh being investigated for um you know right. Everything he's being investigated. Pedophilia. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. But paying for sex. Yeah.
1: You know, you know, statutory rape.
0: Paying for sex with minors specifically. Yep. Yeah. yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and and trafficking. Yeah. Uh, trafficking yeah. child trafficking. Oh, but w- apparently he's still well beloved within those circles, right? I don't know. Right. And, oh, and oh, uh, how many people accused Donald Trump of inappropriate sexual Jesus. activities?
1: I, I mean, I don't know. We we fucking. I mean, I I need a fucking. I need. I mean, if we had Rolodexes, still, it would it would be full. Did you ever use a Rolodex?
0: I think I might have had one once, but I never really actually used it very much. Like, I think it was one of those aspirational things where I might have bought one thinking I might use one, but never really did. Ah, anyway, I,
1: I, I had a, I had a Rolodex at the travel agency. I had a big one. Yeah.
0: So anyway, um, I, I, I think that that honestly is an important point where, you know, If anything, Democrats are over eager to throw their people off the bridge, you know, or under the bus, or whatever. If something happens to them,
1: well, it's yeah, maybe over eager. I I I would say that sometimes that is the case. I mean, but but I do think that look, let me Andrew Cuomo got his fucking due process. Oh yeah, I mean don't you know don't don't fucking you know it's not like you know he, he 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 was you know it was just empty accusations, nobody verified, whatever. Look. A lot of people look through this. I mean, shit. He he, he you know, this is this is not some half assed accusations. This is investigated, documented. I mean, this fucker needs to be gone. Period.
0: Yeah. I I and maybe there's not much more to talk about this year because it really does seem to be clear cut. I mean, I don't under, I mean, I, un, I guess I understand he might be hoping for that thing where like, like the counter example with the Democrats, of course, is Virginia, where we had the governor and the lieutenant governor and even the third in line have, you know, they had some blackface issues and some other issues and they're all still fucking there. And they're still fucking there because the next one in line, if you got rid of all of them, would have been a Republican. And the Democrats sort of threw up their hands and said, well, I guess we're not going to do anything. But and the the idea was that they just stuck it out. They didn't resign. And eventually it blew over and people were like, OK, we're, you know, we're, we're moved on now. We we have moved on. Um. I don't know if Cuomo thinks that can happen here. I don't think so. I mean, everyone's ready to throw him out. And they're quite happy, like, his replacement uh, as lieutenant governor would be the first woman governor of New York ever, and they're fine with that, right? (laughs) You know? Yeah. So there are no sort of obstacles where people are worried that if they got rid of him there would be a bad result. In fact, there are quite a few people who he's made enemies with over the years who are like, you know, it would have been great to get rid of him years ago. If this is the way to get rid of him, so be it.
1: Yep. that I, I think that that's... You know, based on everything that's come out, it's very clear that he was a guy who was harassing, intimidating just about everybody that he was just a fucking bully, and about everything,
0: and there's that whole thing about his administration potentially engaging in shenanigans to hide nursing home deaths in his state as well.
1: Now, now that one we found out that a lot of states were actually doing it seems, but uh, so I'm, I'm, I'll am I'm give him a little bit of a of a a, a, a a wiggle room on that one, but but you know the rest of the stuff. I mean, he's just. He needs to be gone. There's just nothing else to say.
0: He needs to be fucking gone. Period. He needs to be fucking gone. He should have been gone months ago. But, he should have been gone. But now, with ago, the, but with this this fully documented lengthy report, there's no excuse anymore. Yeah, not not one bit. Nope. No. Okay, we're agreement. We're in agreement. Um, and so, I guess we make up for the extra-long segment last time by having a shorter one this time. Uh, do we, uh, Nothing yep. else to say about Cuomo? or uh, Anything about Chris, his brother that's in, on CNN? Like, it's kind of weird I mean, that he can't talk I about it. I know of. The one thing is, that it did come out that he was apparently helping his brother craft some statements and stuff like that. Um, well, I mean, uh, to, to be fair, I mean, my brother was... There,
1: I would be doing the exact same thing too. So I, I don't know. That, that's a tough. Listen, I don't think I. I think it was very clear that it was bad judgment on CNN by allowing him to interview his brother yeah. uh, more than once on 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 TV. I think that that was not. Um. That 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 was. Yeah. He. Uh, he...
0: I mean, after all this started hitting, they prohibited him from talking about anything related to his brother. They basically said, you can have your show, but this topic is off limits.
1: Off limits, exactly.
0: And and in fact, people have pointed out how weird it is at this point, like where he's having his show, and it's like this doesn't even exist. Like, because he can't talk about it. Right. I I mean, it seems like at least... But I
1: think it's the correct call. I think it probably is
0: the correct call. Maybe you should put a disclaimer... At the beginning, like the very first time they put these rules on him, he did say something about from now on I can't talk about this. But you almost want to every time it's a major news story put like a little thing at the beginning that says, "By the way, he's not allowed to talk about this." But you know they should have from the very beginning had a wall there that said because you know he had a a bunch of friendly interviews with his brother about the COVID situation, and it's like you know. I understand. It was kind of like fun to see the brothers chat, and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, there's no way you could even pretend that that was an impartial situation. And you, right. it probably should not have yeah, happened. That, that.
1: Yeah. Right, 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 right.
0: I mean, right. the the policy of you cannot report on your brother should have probably been there from the moment this guy was hired.
1: That's right. Yep.
0: Okay, well, now I think we really have hit the bottom of the barrel with that.
1: Uh... Uh, buh, 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 okay we did
0: we did and okay what was it a barrel of that 5800 scotch or whatever the hell it was
1: i i i would hope so <laughs> okay i mean i would really like it if it's that yes
0: yes that's great yes. yes okay well i guess that's it uh let's wrap this sucker up then uh all the usual stuff um you can find us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash curmudgeons corner. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Abelsmay A-B-U-L-S-M-E. And Yvonne is at IMBO I M B O U. If you don't like any of those, you can email us. It's feedback at curmudgeons corner.com. We would love to hear from you in any of those ways. If you really like the show, you can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash curmudgeon's corner, and leave us a little money at various levels. We'll mention you on the show, we'll send you a postcard, we'll send you a mug, all kinds of fun stuff at $2 a month or more. Or if you talk to us regularly in any of the other ways, we will invite you to our curmudgeon's corner Slack. Uh, which is a place where Yvonne and I and several of our listeners uh, talk all week long about various uh, things in the news and other stuff going on. Now, I skipped this last week when I was by myself, but Yvonne, since you're back, why don't you tell us a few things that we have talked about on the Curmudgeon's Corner Slack that we have not mentioned on the show? Well, we had a lengthy dis- uh, dis- uh,
1: interaction regarding this new Apple technology that will warn parents and children about sexually explicit photos and iMessages and that apparently can, uh uh, 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 report people that are sharing child pornography. So, uh, it, and it, specific- it's sub-
0: specifically, it's report people who are sharing images that are in a national registry of you know child exploitation pictures but it right but it means yep. it's comparing them to some sort of registry and theoretically you could use other registries not
1: just that exactly exactly so so there there, there is that uh, uh you know we we had that uh there was a lot of uh interaction about there's a lot of information there's a lot of confusion about what the application does there's uh we were also talking we all had shared a whole bunch of stories related to the to the current uh, situation with uh, climate around the world, how you know there has been wildfires around the world and strange uh, uh, weather occurrences, and we're talking about the apocalypse and meteors and it's crews. aliens, yeah. it's aliens, and, yeah, and all that stuff. Um, I, I think uh, the, so. A lot of it, we had a lot of interaction around that. Um, we also, uh, I shared the story on. Ethereum, which is one of the big uh, backbones for a lot of cryptocurrencies, uh, it's a blockchain uh, standard that's different from what they use for Bitcoin, um, it, they are making a change that is a big change to how it works, that I'm still not fully understanding uh, what how the change I- I- is happening. But the one thing that they were pushing about the change, which I think also introduces certain other... Uh, 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 strange changes to it. Like it actually adds a limit to how much, how many transactions can there be in 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 Ethereum, just kind of like in Bitcoin, which is to me was kind of weird because I thought that that's a big drawback. But the one thing is that it says that it reduces the energy consumption of mining, uh, of creating a, a a crypto transaction in Ethereum by ninety nine percent. Okay. So as we've known, we've talked about how much energy has is being consumed by crypto mining, cryptocurrency mining. Well, Ethereum is basically making a change that apparently will be fully in place over the next few over the next few months by at least by at the latest by early 2022 and will reduce energy consumption of Ethereum by 99%, which is okay. quite a huge. Amount. Uh, so, uh, I was sharing some stuff on that. Shared some stories about some of the some of the information and background on on what happened in Pro, in in Provincetown, uh, which is one of the events that really uh, Provincetown, Massachusetts, in which one of the events that really led the CDC to make the change on on uh, guidance on masking based yeah. on a lot of information that they gathered from there. But there's detailed story on that. Uh, I shared the story about the Arkansas governor at all, of a was like, whoopsie, maybe I shouldn't have, you know, done this. I, and so, it, you know, uh, what the heck else? Uh, oh, oh, oh. And uh, an interesting draft letter that seems to have been written by kids in elementary school level uh, uh, writing that. They wanted acting attorney General Rosen and Rich Donoghue to sign off on, to send to officials in Georgia, earning, urging them to halt certification of Joe Biden's election win. Yeah. And the letter really looked like it could have, I mean, these people really look like they have not left the eighth grade that wrote this fucking letter.
0: But, but also attached to that is that this is yet another piece of evidence about just how seriously Donald Trump was exploring Every possible option to try to get out of leaving in January, and was oh, pushing yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. was pushing people really hard. And and, lo- and, and, and luckily, a lot clear. of people. We said no. we did
1: listen, but and, 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 and let's be clear about this: we suspected that. Okay, all right. It's not like we didn't. We we definitely suspected that. Uh, we just didn't know. Uh, how he was going about to do it, but we didn't but, have the definitely. details and
0: the proof. But at the time, lots of people were talking about how he was clearly doing this, and this is what he was doing. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah.
1: So that's that's basically. I think that's the you know the 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 the, the key ones that uh, we we shared on our Slacker channel. Well, Slacker? very good.
0: And so that brings Slacker,
1: us to- Slack, Sl- Slacker.
0: Just like, just yeah yeah that That's so awesome. that brings us to the very end here, and the only things left to say are you know if 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 you know anybody who would like the show, please tell them about it and uh stay safe and have a great week and we'll talk to you next time goodbye, bye bye later Yvonne bye, good night, bye bye, good night, good night, good night. Good night. Good night.
1: If you are still here, it is time for a quick looper. I shared the story on how apparently they're making this big change to um, Ethereum, which is one of the big blockchain uh, uh, backbones for crypto. Oh God, sorry, hiccup.
0: Uh, Crypto hiccup. Gosh, just 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 reverse and redo that sentence.
1: Okay, I found this on the web for which is one of the big blockchain backbones for crystal. Check it out. I didn't ask anything of you, Siri. What the fuck are you doing? Anyway. I wasn't even holding my phone. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Hiccups. Okay. No more hiccups. Okay. All right. So, um... And now, goodbye. For real.